0: Hey there guys welcome back to a new episode of adventure for jesus i am so excited because i am joined by my mother once again hello um so we are finishing up our relationship series today this is the last episode and today we are talking about marriage which is super exciting um i do know that you know my target audience is young adults and um so a lot of people who are listening right now are not married or probably feeling like you're very close to marriage (laughs) so we are really going to be focusing in on just preparing yourself for marriage and what it looks like what to expect things like that instead of being like oh you're married do this you know so once like I said I'm joined by my mother again um I want to start with what was your absolute favorite part of your wedding um so There's so much,
1: but I would say that my absolute favorite part was, um, you know how everybody now decorates with little white, like, twinkly lights Mm -hmm. and um, on their porches or even just in their main parts of their house or their dorm rooms or anything like that well before that was all popular 20 years ago Mm -hmm. um that was kind of our theme it was kind of like a happily ever after we had a horse and carriage that took us from the reception i'm sorry from the church to the reception Mm -hmm. hall and um there were just twinkly little lights everywhere and it made me so happy. It was beautiful, but I do know that I'm biased Yeah, because everybody thinks theirs is the best.
0: (laughs) You guys were such trendsetters. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know it at the time. (laughs) Okay. So now for the little bit more of a unique part, let's talk a little bit about your age. What age did you get married? So, I was 18
1: when I got Mm -hmm. married, uh, 18 when I got engaged. Yeah. And then I had my first child at 20 and my second at 22. Mm -hmm. So, a lot younger than what um, a lot of people um, would do or maybe would even think is correct. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, 18. Did you face a lot of backlash for getting married so young? Oh, yes. Yes, I had many, many people tell me, uh, like my friends told me that I was basically an idiot. Oh um, we actually had people at our wedding, the day of our wedding, um, placing bets on oh how long my our marriage would last. And those were family members. So that that, that stung, <laughs> I'm going to so be bad. honest. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people assume that when you get married at 18, mm-hmm. it's because you have to be pregnant. Yes. Um, And that was not the case for us. It was actually the opposite. You know, when you're living um, your life and your dating slash engagement relationship is um, staying pure, Mm -hmm. then when you know you're going to end up with this person, our thought was why prolong it? Why make life difficult on ourselves Mm -hmm. when we know we're going to end up together? So we just did a shorter engagement and... um, It worked for us. 20 years later, here we are. (laughs) So would you suggest, then, getting married at that age? I would say, I'm not going to suggest it, but I'm not going to tell people that it's not for them. I think uh-huh. it's so very dependent on um, both people and where you are in life, where you are with your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of uh, growing up still to do. You know, at yeah. 18, you're not necessarily a very established person, even in um, your personality. Yeah. And you're still learning things about yourself. And I actually ended up getting to do that with my husband. So mm-hmm. um, I think it came can work out beautifully um but it does not mean it's for everybody there are i would say most people are probably not ready for marriage at yeah. 18 and for me my husband was 24 so he was established in a career and mm-hmm. um we weren't trying to juggle um schooling along with being two teenagers right. you know so i think the fact that he was older um definitely helped the situation but i wouldn't say that um one person has to be older. I think you truly, it can work if it's in God's will.
0: Yeah, and that's so true. So, you know, just because growing up, I always heard that you were, you know, 18 when you got married. And so I had it set in my head. Okay. I'll be 18 when I'm, when I'm married and I'm 18 and, you know, happily single, but single. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was kind of like a lot to live up to, you know, not trying to, not trying to guilt trip, yeah, you know, guilt trip there. I, I feel it. Thick. <laughs> but honestly, how did you know he was the one? Because, you know, I've dated guys and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I could see myself marrying him. And then i like, get out of the relationship. I'm like, what was I thinking? So how did you genuinely know that he was the one? Yeah, and it's hard. My answer on this
1: sounds to a lot of people like it's not believable. Um, but for me, we went on our very first date and I came home and I told my parents that I knew I was going to marry him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't tell him that I knew I was going to marry him right anything. <laughs> a little creepy. <laughs> but yeah, a little bit. Um, but I just, I knew. I knew yeah. he hit every characteristic Um, that I was looking for and I knew that what I was looking for was in God's will so when I came across it I just didn't doubt for a second that he was who I was going to end up with
0: yeah oh my goodness that's just so crazy you know how sure you were but then Mm -hmm. how did you know that you were ready I know we kind of touched on this you know most 18 year olds are not ready for marriage so how did you know that you you know weren't making a massive mistake and that you were prepared to take this next step
1: well i think a lot of that's your relationship with christ yeah um because if you are actively pursuing god yeah. and his will in your life um i wasn't afraid to end things if i needed to if it wasn't god's will i didn't mm. want to i didn't want to marry him if it wasn't god's will yeah um so knowing that i was in god's will it was it meant everything to me yeah. and it just gave me that clarity and i mean even as the days would pass as the wedding was getting closer, you do hit snags and you hit things that you're learning about each other. And there were times that I'd look at it and be like, oh, is that something I can live with? And you take the time to evaluate it. Don't go into it just assuming, oh, I picked this person, so there you go, I'm set with it. No, you evaluate it, check, because until you get married, you have the freedom to walk away. Mm -hmm. So keep yourself in check. Be checking with... Your relationship with christ your relationship with your parents but be
0: open to what god
1: is doing in your life
0: yeah and i know that you had kind of talked about this before is you know what are you looking forward to the day or the life so could you you know kind of elaborate on what you've said before sure absolutely
1: when people ask me if like how they would know yeah if they're ready um a very tangible thing in my opinion is to think about Um, the plans that you're making, and are you so unbelievably excited about the wedding? When you think about being married, are you thinking about the day, the party, the excitement, the attention, Or are you thinking about making it through that and enjoying that phase, but trying to get to the life together? Mm -hmm. Because if your focus is all on that day, I'm going to venture out and say that you probably aren't ready for the life that comes after. But if you are so excited and it doesn't matter if everything falls apart on the wedding day, as long as the vows are made, I'm going to say you're probably pretty ready. That's so that's Don't get so me good. wrong. You can still be really disappointed when things go wrong on your wedding day. <laughs> I don't mean that. Right. But just right. the focus. If the focus is the wedding or the marriage, it makes a big
0: difference. So how did you keep God in your relationship once you were married? Like, how what did that look like? Um, I would have said
1: being very active in um, Bible studies, okay, in the church. Uh, it always helps keep you united but mm-hmm. doing it together yes a women's bible study is fantastic a men's bible study is fantastic but you need something that's for couples in my opinion Ooh, that's good it keeps um you talking about whatever the situation is but keeps christ as the center yeah of it. and i think that um those types of small groups or bible studies or something like that are probably um i would say vital
0: yeah was that easier in the beginning of the
1: marriage or now you know 20 yeah. years later i would actually say it's it was easier at the beginning and it's easier at the phase now the phase in the middle mm-hmm. is when it's really hard to make that a priority because you know your typical marriage once you're a few years in you're looking at having kids and things like that, that hustle and bustle of life changes things and it becomes harder to make it a priority, mm-hmm. probably more important to continue making it a, a priority. But I would say when I didn't have kids because we were so young and then jumping ahead to my kids are graduating high school and college soon and stuff like that, it's I'm at a point where I can easily make that a
0: priority. It's not a yeah. challenge where that middle phase is difficult. Wow, that's really good. Okay, so what has been the biggest thing that God has shown you in your marriage?
1: Uh, The importance of grace. Grace is a beautiful thing. And God covers us and offers us his grace. Mm -hmm. And we get to live in God's favor because of that grace. Yeah. And if you take that down to an earthly level, the grace that we should offer our spouses is huge because we in turn will need it at some point offered to us. Yeah, Um, Because you just, you don't know how life is going to change. You don't know the situations you're going to be in. And we all make choices that are difficult on someone else and Mm -hmm. i'm not even talking i mean you have giant things like affairs and stuff like that but i'm talking small day-to-day things that you don't realize if you hurt your spouse or something like that Mm -hmm. and the the grace the favor that we should live in in each other's
0: eyes um just it goes a long long ways that's so good and that word is just like in my opinion one of the prettiest words grace (laughs) you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. just I love that so much and you're so right because I think sometimes we we tend to be self-centered yes and that can happen in a marriage too where we'll be like you need to forgive me for this but then you're going to turn around and do this and then expect that person to be fine with it you know what I mean so there's just so much back and forth yep um okay so what has been one active step that you have taken or that you think someone else could take to keep a marriage healthy? Hey there, guys. Just a quick reminder, you can use my code BELL10 for 10% off your order at Radiant Honey. Radiant Honey is a awesome, super cute little shop that sells jewelry, clothes, and so much more to brighten your day. That's right, the code is BELL10 for 10% off. Be sure to use it. Okay, now we're going back. Oh
1: man, an active step. I am going to actually say... um communication mm-hmm. communication because it goes in so many different directions i've already touched on this but your communication with god yeah is uh, you know by far the most important thing in mm-hmm. in my opinion your relationship status you know like your how you rank people yeah god should be number one your spouse should be number two your children should be number three so if if god is the center of both of your lives individually mm-hmm. Um, everything else will start to revolve around that and, Mm -hmm. um, it will flow, it will work. And then you can put Mm -hmm. each other. A lot of times I think people put their spouse above God yeah, and it simply doesn't work, Right, it it doesn't work. But then I'm going to go beyond that. Your relationship, you know, your communication with God builds that relationship, but your communication with each other. Mm -hmm. I have heard so many marriages that are struggling because they just don't share honestly. Yeah. And um, no matter how trivial it may seem or um, even if you feel like it might hurt someone's feelings, you can still be honest Mm -hmm. in your communication
0: Mm -hmm. and trust that God will carry you through that. Yeah. And that's so true. And I think sometimes we think, oh, we're protecting them by not telling them. (laughs) Absolutely. But truthfully, you're just building this wall between you guys because you're getting upset. You're not being honest with them about why. And it's hard. It's really hard. But, you know, when you kind of chalk it off as, oh, I'm protecting that person or trying to save their feelings, it's a it's a downhill, you know, spiral. Right. And I'm going to say it goes beyond You can start so much earlier than
1: marriage. You know, Mm. I know you mentioned at the beginning that, you know, your target group here is not necessarily married. Yeah. But this should be something that is learned in dating relationships, engagements, everything. Every one of your relationships really should be based on communication and honesty.
0: Yeah, honestly, Mm -hmm. and that's so good. And then, you know, going to the first part of your answer there, because I just loved how you were talking about how you have to be so rooted in Christ separately before you can come together as one. Um, And I was having a conversation with one of my really good friends, Caleb, and we were talking about this and we were saying it breaks our hearts when people are like, oh, my better half. Oh, the person who completes me, Mm -hmm. because we have to remember we are full individuals who have identities in christ not each other absolutely you know our identity does not come from you know who we're with it comes from our relationship with christ absolutely and you know i think that that can sometimes get lost especially when you're thinking about marriage not necessarily in the marriage but as you're preparing for it or dreaming about it you're like if i could just get to this point and find my better half i'll be complete i'll be fulfilled right and that's not, that's not what marriage is. It's not going to complete you. It's not going to fulfill
1: right. you. It You will be left feeling empty if mm. your um, purpose is found in another person.
0: Yeah, and just kind of like that pedestal, you know what I mean? Like you said, if you raise your spouse above God in your heart, it's only going to lead to heartbreak because a person was not meant to be on God's pedestal. So when we put a person where God should be in our hearts, We're literally building them up just so that we get our own hearts broken, and then we're going to blame that person, and it's just going to cause so many issues. Absolutely, and even taking that further, once children are involved in the
1: marriage, um, it's very common to Mm -hmm. see children take that God spot, but also take that spouse spot, Mm, and it needs to remain in like a stair step and as much as I love my children with every fiber (laughs) of my being yeah if I put my relationship with them above my relationship with my husband it does my children harm
0: yeah it really does and I remember being younger and my and you know your husband, my dad would say, you know, I chose your mom. I got stuck with you guys, you know, and like <laughs> he was joking. Was, oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> a joke, definitely a joke. But I remember being like, oh, my gosh, why does he love her more than us? And like, you know, kind of being like, what the heck, dad, you know, you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Um, but kind of, you know, growing up and being able to look back at that, I'm, I'm so thankful that he had this spot for you that was reserved for you in his heart. Right. And we didn't take that place, but also that was underneath God. Exactly. And so there's, like you said, there's this like stair level steps that each person needs to have their spot. And it's a beautiful thing. So as much as my dad would tease me and say, you know, chose your mom, got stuck with you guys. It was kind of a cool thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I will take it. Yeah. Um. So what do you think helped prepare you for like your seasonal life, like through your younger years, your teenage years, and then really it stops there. But, you know, <laughs> what do you think helped prepare you the most? Oh, I would credit um, other people for it. Um, my family, mainly.
1: Mm-hmm. My family was always um, there. Nobody in my my family gave me grief for saying, hey, I think I'm ready to get married yeah. at a young age. They backed me up, um, yet they kept my feet grounded. Mm-hmm. They kept me Um, In check, so that I wasn't so consumed with the hustle and bustle and the excitement of it, but I understood the reality of it. Oh, yeah. Um, So I would say that. And then clearly, like, the role of a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, You just... If you have a tight relationship with your pastor, that is just going to build you leaps and bounds as far as your relationship with you, then your your spouse goes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: But I would say... It's a, it's a little bit of a subject change, but kind of along the same lines is um, there is a book that Oh, that was I, my next question. Yes. Oh, oh sorry. No, you're I, good. I don't, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a book that I um, think every woman should have. It is um, called The Power of a Praying Wife, and it is written Ooh. by Stormy Om, um, Omardian, and she not only has that book, she has The Power of a Praying Husband, The Power of a Praying Parent, and... Um, and she breaks down the importance of prayer, but not just going, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray for my husband today. hope he has a good day at work. Mm. She actually has um, different chapters which you can break apart per day. So once you've read her book, I now don't continue reading it. I actually give it away as gifts for most shower presents. I make sure that's included in a wedding shower. Oh, that's cool. Um, because I think it's so important. Um, but it breaks it apart. So I know, hey, on the first day of the month, I'm going to pray for my husband in this area. And then on the fifth day, I'm praying for this. So you take each chapter and turn it into a day. And I mean, it covers everything. So you're not just saying, have a great day, hubby, Mm. you know, but it it hits um, his integrity, any temptations that he would have, um, his children, his wife, his self-image, his faith. Um, The topics cover him in prayer. That's so good. And now I've never read The Power of a Praying Husband, but (laughs) um, I believe it does the same thing. So if you are deep in that prayer, deep in that commitment, um, this woman's books will just open your eyes Mm -hmm. to the importance of it. Mm -hmm. And um, so as much as you said, you know, what kind of led me to that, I'm going to say her books um, and her guidance in this, I think that it was um, imperative to have, and I think that every single married couple should have this book, and then carrying it on to parents too, because it's the same way in her um, power of a praying parent, yeah. where she breaks it apart per, you know, chapter, which then can become a day, yeah. and you're praying for
0: specific topics in your children's lives. And that's so good because like you said, I think it's easy to be like, okay, I'm going to pray for either, like this goes for future spouse or a person that you know is going to be your spouse or your actual spouse. And to be like, okay, I'm going to pray for them, help them to be, you know, motivated today and to get all the things done and to do so good and to feel your presence. And you kind of continue this like prayer, which, you know, it's not necessarily topical, but it's not... Deep. It's not not intentional. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So having a book to help you with a developed prayer would just be absolutely incredible. And I think that's so cool because it's so important. I know we talked about this in the um, previous episodes, but like to pray for your future husband and to pray for your husband in marriage is just as important. Absolutely. And on a
1: daily basis. Mm -hmm. It really is. And my husband has commented to me that he can feel if I've missed a day.
0: He can feel
1: the The presence of God when I'm calling, him, calling God into his life on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And um, to know that there's that much power
0: in prayer yeah. is just incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That gives me chills. <laughs> okay, so this is a two-part question. Um, what is one thing you wish you could have told yourself as you were either in the beginning phases of marriage or entering into marriage? Um, I would say to... Allow
1: each other and yourself to continue to grow and to change. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard a pastor, Jeremy Johnson, from North Point Church in Missouri. um, And he, in one of his sermons, talked about how basically a person changes once a decade. Yeah. So if you've been at the point where you've been married for 40 years, you've basically been married to four different people. (gasps) And I think... Like for me, um, when you go in at such a young age, you think everything's going to stay the same. Yeah. But the truth is it doesn't and it shouldn't. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so if you allow that change, don't fight that change in yourself or in your spouse. Let them grow. Let them develop. Um, It will be profound for your Mm -hmm. marriage. I mean, in all honesty, when I heard this, I really... I kind of laughed it off and was like, huh, it's like I've been married to four people. Well, I mean, not yet. I'm not at that, (laughs) but two people for me. But, um, really when I started thinking about it, it is so unbelievably accurate Mm. because you don't know what's going to happen in your lives together that will contribute to that change. A a death in the family can contribute to the change in your life. Huge, Mm. huge ways. Um, so allow that, allow it, embrace the change and grow together through the change.
0: Oh, that's so good. Because yeah, I think, I think sometimes you kind of hold on to it, and you're like, okay, this is this is how it is. And mm-hmm. right when your marriage doesn't look the same after you like you know said ten years, even five years, you can start to be like, what what happened? Why right. is this like? This?
1: You can start to doubt that it's okay that it changed. Yeah, but the truth is. It is good Mm. that it changes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is very hard for me at 18. I went, okay, marriage is good. This is good, and it should stay like this to stay good. Mm. But no, it can still continue to be good and actually be better as it changes and develops.
0: That's so good. Okay, and the last little bit that is, do you have any advice to anyone who is... Entering that phase now, like like I know that one was kind of like, could you give yourself any advice? So anything to anyone else, like all of the people listening. <laughs> oh man, it I could give a lot. So if anybody wants to call me,
1: <laughs> no. But you know, we talked about communication. Um, that yeah. is huge. And if you can contribute to keeping the communication open in your marriage, mm. um, it's it's vital. It's yeah. vital. But then also. <sighs> Grace, cover mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. spouse in grace, cover that person that you love in grace and allow them to change and grow and develop and do it with them. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of everything that I've said
0: compiled yeah. into Basically, one. just listen to the podcast yeah, again. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, my goodness. This was literally my favorite episode in this entire series. This was so good. Thank you so much, Mom. Thank you for having me. Of course, yes. And, guys, so that means we're going to go back to um, out of the series now and kind of go to some random episodes coming up. I'm really excited. We have some really, really fascinating ones coming up. So make sure you stay listening. Make sure you subscribe. And if you all are feeling super nice today, go ahead and leave me a review. I would appreciate it. (laughs) All right, bye guys. See you later.